One of the most powerful parts of your body is not your head. It's not your shoulders. Nah, it's not your legs. It's your tongue. Something so small can be so powerful. The Bible even tells us that life and death lie in the power of the tongue. So what's rolling off your tongue? What words are rolling off your tongue on a daily basis? Don't mix your words with your mood. You can change your mood, but you can never take back your words. The tongue is the only thing that has no bones, but is still strong enough to break someone's heart. So be careful with your words. As a matter of fact, be sure to taste your words before you spit them out. If the words don't taste good to you, then don't say them to someone else. What kind of words are you using on a daily basis? Words are the only thing that have the power to tear down and to build up, to encourage and to let down, to motivate and yet to discourage. What words are you using? Let's talk about it. This is The Vibe. What's up, y'all? Welcome to this week's episode of The Vibe. I am so glad that you have chosen to tune in to another episode of The Vibe Podcast. I'm your host, Jeffrey Welch, and I'm here with my lovely wife, Sasha. Hey, everybody. So glad to be back on another episode. Thank you guys for all the love that was shown on the last one. I think it kind of got his views up, right? Yeah, I guess a little bit. We decided to have her back this week. I really didn't get any negative feedback last week, so I guess we'll just let her be on the episode this week, too, (laughs) I I guess. But so glad to have her, and I'm so glad that she's a part of of this week. What are you looking forward to this week, Sasha? So I'm looking forward to registering for my summer classes. Uh, I'm looking forward to hearing about my graduation information for May. So definitely looking forward to hearing about my school stuff. What about you? What are you looking forward to this week? Me too. I'm registering for summer uh, also. So registration actually opened up this week. So I'm going to register for summer. I think I'm going to take two classes, one in summer one and one in summer two. And kind of get those on the on the map to get started. And I'm, I'm excited about your graduation too. I'm excited. I'm, I'm ex- super excited. I'm excited to see you walk across that stage in May. So I'm excited and I'm very, very <laughs> proud of you. But Just thanks. You know, you it's are... definitely been a long road. Yeah, but you accomplished it. And you got a little bit more to go, so. Yeah, just a little bit. It's time to get time to get it started, time to get it going. So we're going to start this episode today with some positive affirmations. Every week, uh, Sasha's going to read us some positive affirmations that we're going to speak over you guys. You can say them with us. You can speak over yourself. And then take these same affirmations and go tell somebody else. Go speak over somebody else's life. Go encourage somebody else today over these for the same affirmation that you heard us say today. So Sasha's going to read those every week. And this week she's going to start by giving you these positive affirmations. Take it away. 
All right. So this week affirmation is, I am so blessed. I chose to notice all the right things in my life. No matter what is happening, I know the power is in what I put my focus on. Today, I will be more grateful, more positive, and more optimistic about things. I trust that everything is good and all is well. Those were good. Those were some good affirmations. I yeah, hope y'all enjoy. I think so. Yeah, I hope y'all enjoy those affirmations as much as I did. And good job. Those Thanks. Are, I think really it's important good. to speak over our lives and remind ourselves of the promises that God gave to us. And that brings us to our topic this week of how important words are. Yeah. So tell the people, tell the people what our topic is for this week. So this week, I think it's something that we all can kind of relate to, and that is watch your mouth. Exactly. Watch your mouth. And that's something we were actually told as kids, right? Exactly. When we yeah. had said something that we have no business saying, yeah. or we were actually maybe getting smart, or we were actually saying words we did not have any business saying. And so our parents or our grandparents or our aunts and uncles will always tell us, boy, you better watch your mouth. Quick. Quick, fast, and in a hurry. And sometimes, really, they didn't have to say that. They will just give us that look, right? <laughs> and you know what that look means, Yeah, right? you already know what that look means. But what they were really teaching us is that your words have power. Exactly right. Your words have power, and your words have the ability to build someone up or tear someone down. And you not even know it. And the crazy thing about words is that once you speak them, you can't take them back. Exactly right. And, you know, oftentimes we forget about how important words really are and how they really affect us. I think you kind of talked about this, some touched on this some in a previous episode of how important it is to understand the things that you are saying and how those affect other people. Um, it's so important. And they kind of bring us to the most recent hot topic, right? Will Smith and Chris? Yeah. What y'all think about that? What is your real opinion? Come on, give me some real feedback. I want to hear you. I want to read your comments. I want to read your emails. Y'all tell me. As a matter of fact, we're going to make a post on Wednesday about this topic so that you guys can give us your honest opinion. I want to know your honest opinion. What do you think about that, Sasha? So, Okay. So I get, um, I do understand Will Smith's point of protecting his wife. I get it, got it. I do think that there were some other emotions there. I think that also it brings us to the point also of watching your mouth as well because of the fact that how can he dish it out but yet he can't take it? How many times has Will Smith said things about other people and other people's spouses and things like that when he is hosted or on movies and things. And then here it is now when somebody says something about his, now you can't take it. I mean, I think that it's important to understand that how you treat other people is gonna can come back to you, may come back to you, have came back to you. So what do you think about it? In my opinion, I really think that, I mean... I, so it's really, I'm really kind of in between, really, honestly. Do I think Will could have handled himself better and handled that situation better? Yes, I do. I think that maybe he should have chose an alternative method. 
to be able to deal with it. Maybe backstage be like, hey, man, I really didn't appreciate how you talked about Jada's hair and how she had to cut it off. And you know she's dealing with this disease or this illness. And you talked about it. I really don't appreciate that. Or he just could have let it slide and comforted his wife and say, you know, hey, Jada, you're beautiful. Don't worry about what Chris Rock said. He's a comedian. He was just running off at the mouth. It's okay. But yet he decided to go walk up stage and slap him on live TV. On live TV, walk up and slap him. That's my thing. He just walked and then walked back to his seat and had some choice words and told him to keep his wife's name out of his mouth. That that's that's what I'm saying. So I get what you're saying about, you know, Will Smith has said things about other people, crack jokes about other people, but when it was dished to him, he couldn't take it. And I would like to sit here and say that in that moment, if someone was talking about you, that I could sit there and not do anything about it. But honestly, I don't know what I would have done in that situation. And you already know how I am when it comes to defending you. So I don't, I don't know if I could have just sat there and been like, oh, well, he just playing or oh, he just doing that, you know. But I am all about protecting my wife. And I get it. And, and I do I do think that it's important for the protection part. But is there not a level of self-control there as well? Like, I think that he, he to an extent, overreacted for the moment. Like, I think that there was a right and a wrong way to do anything. And I think that anybody that's mature knows that. And I think that he could have handled the situation better, bottom line, for me. I don't think that it's wrong to, for him to defend his wife, but he could have handled the situation better. And he probably he probably could have. He probably could have chose, like I said earlier, he probably could have chose another alternative method in which he would have handled that situation and actually taken care of Chris Rock and his little statement or whatever, right? But he, at the moment, he actually laughed at the joke. But I don't know if it was a laugh like, oh, I found your joke funny. Or if it was a laugh like, I know he really just didn't talk about my wife. Like, I know he really just didn't just say what he said about my wife. And he looks over at his wife and he sees that she was really hurt. And sees the pain on his wife's face and the pain in her eyes. And when a husband sees his wife in pain and really in embarrassment or really hurt, at that point, yes, Will could have prayed and be like, Lord Jesus, help me that I don't go up here and punch this dude in the face. <laughs> he really could have. But in the instance, he just looked and saw the pain on his wife's face. And that's how he reacted. So let me say this. Let's let's talk about this then. Let's go here. So, you know, every action requires a reaction. Do you believe that it could have been due to some other hurt feelings or some other things that were there? Because you gotta think about it. For the past what year, year and a half, Will and Jada have been all in the media between the entanglement, between all the other issues that they have been having ever since she's came out with this red table talk which is her opportunity to be vulnerable and transparent, which I respect that. But, however, whenever you're putting yourself and your marriage or certain things out on the front line, do you not feel like that that's an opportunity to kind of use that as a target? It's not right, but, I mean, you know. 
I'm sure. I mean, honestly, the whole thing could have just been de-escalated, not ever happened. Will would have never went up there and punched Chris Rock in the face, or slapped him, rather, in the face. It never would have happened had Chris Rock not chosen the wrong words. Had Chris Rock not said the wrong things, then Will would not have anything to slap him for. But had he just kept his joke to himself and found another joke, a G.I. Joe or G.I. Jane joke, whatever it was, to himself, then there would be no reason for Will to slap him. So whether or not it was some underlying problems there, the underlying problems would have never been displayed had Chris Rock kept his mouth shut. In this instance, and we can talk about previous instances where Will has said different things and done different things and made different jokes about different people, but the reality is, is what happened this time? In this instance, last night on live TV, on the Oscars, which, by the way, might I add, were was a primarily, predominantly white award show that really African Americans were not a part of until now. And when we get on the award show, this is how we act. So, I mean, my thing is, is that it first started with Chris Rock's words. Had he not said the words, then it never would have escalated. Because Will never would have hurt him. Jada never would have been hurt. He never would have saw the pain on Jada's face. Then he would have had no reason to go up there and slap him. But then you are you cannot control what other people do, but you can control yourself. So he could have controlled his reaction to it. Yeah, okay, yeah, Chris Ross could have said things differently. Yeah, he could have kept his mouth shut. But at the end of the day, you are the one in control of how you react. Will was the one in control of how he reacted to the situation. He could have chose another method in which he did. And I think that that's where, you know, being mature comes into play. Like, to me, I get it. I'm all about respect and protecting your spouse. But to me, him going up there hitting him, I mean, to me, it was a little immature. I'm just saying. I don't know about immature. Like I said, I would like to think that in that moment, I would handle myself in the most dignified and mature way, right? But honestly, at that moment, I don't know what I would have done. And you can say that you would have handled yourself in a mature way. But until you're in that situation, until you're actually a part of that exact scenario, until you're actually in that person's shoes, you really can't say. So we're on the outside looking in. Like Will and Jada pay our bills and they really don't. Well, that's true. That's true. And and we can all always say what we would do in a situation, but you never know what you'll do in any situation until you're actually placed in that type of situation to actually make those decisions. Right. And so Will and Jada are all over social media. They're all over the news. They are all over uh, the tabloids for what happened last night. Chris Rock is all over the news, all over social media. They already made TikTok videos about him. They made memes about it. It's 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 hilarious to me. It is hilarious to me. But for everyone who took time out of their entire Monday to post about this incident on the Oscars, I believe, in my opinion, that their time could have been spent doing something else. Like go to work, read a book, raise your credit score. While we're talking about Will and Jada, and I see agree. and see, you know. And see what we can do for our lives. 
instead of worrying about what they did for theirs, right? And then you got several people who were on social media saying, you know, oh, well, you know, uh, he could have handled himself better and pretty much degrading Will for how he handled it and and everything. And then later on, I don't know if you saw the picture or not, where Tyler Perry and Zenzel Washington actually went up to Will Smith and were encouraging him and were, hey, we're saying, hey, brush it off, walk it off. It, it, it's going to be fine. You know, and I believe uh, Denzel Washington actually quoted Will. And I want to find that quote because I want to be able to actually say what Denzel Washington said to to him because he quoted it in his, and why you, in his speech. And why you're looking that up, I, I mean, you know, it makes me think about our own personal lives and how we can make this relevant to our own personal lives. Let's think about a time in which we may have been in a situation, maybe not necessarily defending one another, but in a situation in which we did not watch our mouth. Right. Where we said some things that should not have been said when we handle some things that should not have been handled in that way. Not only that, but then when we had, a group of friends or when we had a mentor or somebody to come up to us and correct us when we was wrong. I think that it's important that even though this situation occurred, I think that there's some life lessons in this situation as well. For sure. And the quote that I just found that Denzel Washington said to Will Smith said, at your highest moment, be careful. That's when the devil comes for you. Is that what he said? So basically what he was saying is that when you have reached an elevated status in life, when God has elevated you to a certain level, that's when the devil wants to attack you. The devil's not attacking anybody who is sitting still, who is not doing anything. And I've said in previous sermons before that uh, dogs uh, don't bark at parked cars. I agree. They only bark at someone that's on the move, that's moving, that's doing something with their lives, that have you know something going for themselves. Yeah. And that's when actually the devil attacks. So what he was saying was, is that, yes, you are actually at your high. You won an Oscar for yeah. what? King Richard. Right. Mm-hmm. So they were like, yes. Yeah, so, of course, that's when the devil's going to attack you. When Which you're actually wasn't even good. a movie that hit the theaters. What's so crazy? No. And he won an Oscar for it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so I, I must admit, and Sasha, you know me very well. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to you, I can't act a little Im- immature and be ignorant. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I probably would have. I don't know if I would have hit him. But yeah, we would have. We probably would have had some words afterwards. Oh, I, don't, I don't think I would have hit him, which I don't know. I yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I would have done. I mean, I feel you. I, I and I can't say that I would not be the same with you because I probably would. I'm not gonna say that I wouldn't, but at the same time, I think because I am an overthinker, so I probably would right. be trying to think logically. Right. But, you know, we have been in a situation before where I wasn't so logical and right. I was reactive. At the church of, picnic. Well, you know, well, to God be the glory. At the church picnic. I didn't got better. He didn't get no glory out of that. I didn't got better. He delivered me, so he did get some glory from that. He what? delivered me. Last week? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, uh, uh, what's that I? Leandra Johnson. Yeah. I'm like, huh, he delivered me. It's about, mm-hmm. it's about time. Anyway, so I, <laughs> and, and you know, I really want to speak to the guys right quick because I saw a lot of posts on social media saying that, yeah, oh, I would defend my wife. And if that was me, I would have punched him too. And I'm going to protect mine. I'm going to protect my wife and so forth and so on. But in reality, 
Protection goes more than just physical protection. And so are you really protecting your wife when you're in some other girl's inbox and you know that you actually have a girl? Are you really protecting your wife by being the provider for her and make sure that she actually lacks nothing and making sure that she has a roof over her head and making sure that she has food on, on the table and making sure that she's actually taken care of that way. There's more, more than one way to actually protect somebody versus going, going off on somebody or, you know, physically uh, abusing somebody or, you know, using violence to protect them. But what other ways are we as men protecting our women? Like what other ways are we stepping up to make sure that our wives are protected, that our women are protected in other ways than just, just physical wise? Like, are they protected mentally? Are you protecting their mind? Like, what are you saying to them on a daily basis? Are you protecting their heart? Are you protecting their future? Because oftentimes we want to say what we would do. We would be like wheel. Oh, we're going to be like wheel and we're going to protect. We're going to protect ours and protect mine. But what other ways are we really protecting our wives? You see what I'm saying, Sasha? Like what other ways are we protecting our wives except for posting on social media that we would be the ones that would step up and do X, Y, Z. And I agree. Uh, I think that oftentimes men look at women as sometimes like, oh, I want to protect you. And like you said, fight for you. I mean, we teach our sons to protect their little sisters. We teach um, our we teach little boys to protect their wives, protect the other women. But protecting them, like you said, does not always mean you got to put your hands on somebody. It does not mean always that you got to put your mouth on somebody. But we as women need protection in so many other different ways. We, we're strong enough to handle ourselves most times. We're not back in the 1920s when we don't have a voice. Women nowadays have a voice. They are able to take care of themselves. Oftentimes they are independent and things like that. Not saying that men aren't valid, but we need you for something more than that. We need you there behind the scenes, not in front of the scenes all the time. I agree. I agree 100%. And so a lot of times we say that we'll be that type of guy that's going to, you know, be there whenever, you know, the wife needs us in public, in front of people. But how are we behind closed doors? Because a lot of times we as husbands, we can be giants in public, but be midgets at home. And so what it is is that really... God wants us as husbands to be the opposite, right? Be midgets outside of the home and be giants inside the home where it counts because it's behind closed doors where those lessons are taught, where those conversations are had, where we can actually encourage and set forth plans to have a better future for our family. It's not when it's in the eye of the public. Yeah, you can look good. You can dress up. You can take pictures. You can post them on Instagram and Facebook. But what are we doing behind closed doors to make sure that when we step out in front of public, that it's not a fake, it's not a facade, it's not something we put on in front of people, it's yeah. not a show, but it's actually real because we actually do this whether you're looking at us or not. Exactly right. Exactly right. I mean, nobody needs just no social media love. 
I'm sorry. I mean, if that's the case, then women out here making money every day, doing their own thing. It's not that you can't take care of yourself, but it's a matter of somebody being a protector for you behind the scenes. That is where it counts. When nobody else is there, who is there with you other than God? You know what I mean? I agree 100%. And I just got to speak to one more thing regarding this whole wheel and Chris Rock thing, and I'm going to shut up and leave it alone, okay? So a lot of women were saying on social media, they were saying, oh, if my man ain't defending me like Will, then I don't want him. Or if my man is not defending me like that, then I don't want him. First of all, I got I got two things to say. Number one is that you should want someone who is mature enough to control their actions. Thank you. And you should want a man that's mature enough to not go punch somebody in the face or go off or do whatever he got to do every single time. There's a time and place for everything. So on live TV, on the Oscars, that was not the time and place. So why would you want a man that would go and actually punch somebody or slap somebody in the face? That shows that he don't know how to control his emotions or his stuff. He's not disciplined enough or mature enough to be able to control his emotions or is disciplined enough to have self-control. So my thing is, is that why would you want a man that's that immature? Secondly, you can say, oh, if my man ain't going to defend me like that, then I don't want him. First of all, you don't brush your teeth every day. (laughs) I don't brush your teeth. So I'm trying to figure out how you going to demand a man like that and you can't cook no more than bologna sandwiches. Well, I will say this. I know that we have a very diverse listening audience, but however, I want to say this that in the in the African American community, we have resorted to violence so much. And you know, oh And this is why I have Sasha on the podcast. Because she helps she helps soften these things up. She has such a big heart. You know, you gonna have an extra star in your crown when we get to heaven. I'm just you saying, gonna have an extra sparkle up there. I'm just saying, in African African American, you got me over here laughing, Lord. Let me get myself together. In the African American community, we have resulted historically resulted to violence. All my life, I had to fight. You know, I mean, but golly, after some point, we need to figure out a way to be mentally and emotionally healthy. Go to therapy and fix that. Quit throwing hands all the time. We ain't fighting no more. Why we got to fight? Why do we have to fight? We have had to fight our whole lives. Why do we have to continue to fight? Use your words to speak how you feel. That's all it was. It was he had a miscommunication. He didn't know how to watch his mouth. And that was bottom line. Use your words, not your hands. Let's that's that's it. That's it right there. Use your words, not your hands. Hashtag use your words, not your hands from Sasha. She's gonna make a shirt <laughs> by next week. Use your words, not your hands. And I agree hundred percent. Is that and maybe maybe in the African American community that's what we resort to. Because that's what we've known. That's all we've known. So instead of going to therapy or to counseling to get those feelings out and for them to teach us how to use our words, then we result to the only thing that we... The only thing that we know. And that's violence, right? And that's violence. And that's the reason why today's episode is so important about watching what you say and how you handle situations. Because this is not only 
a part of in that moment, but this is a reflection of who you are. This is a reflection of what's going on inside of you. When you throwing your yeah. hands and doing those things, things like that. Okay, so you mad at him and throwing your hands. How do I not know that when you get mad, you ain't gonna throw your hands at me? Exactly right. How do I know that you're not gonna throw your hands on some kids or something? Like, you know what I mean? Like, how do I know that you're able to control your emotions? If you're gonna do this in front of millions of people, right? How do I know that what you're not gonna do behind closed doors? So for me, I wouldn't want no man that's throwing his hands because I don't want you throwing your hands on me. Exactly right. Exactly. He may he may get get excited one day and just start throwing hands. And then he get excited and get throwing hands. Then well, you know we got a problem. But that's neither here nor there because you, I've been you, delivered. What you gonna do? I've been delivered. What you gonna? I've been delivered. What you gonna do? Then? I'm like Leandria Johnson. I've been delivered now. All right. So I I definitely agree. And so. Back to talking about, you know, watch your mouth and the power of words is that we've talked about using words in a negative connotation because negative connotation of words has the power to bring someone down. It can bring someone down. And once you release those words, you cannot take those words back. It is impossible to actually take those words back. Saying words is like pouring liquid in the sand. There's no way you can get that liquid out of the sand once you spilled it. So you have to be careful what words we say. And so, yes, saying words can be positive or negative. Watch this. Not only saying words can be positive or negative, but not saying words can be positive or negative. Because sometimes using the lack thereof can be a good thing. Not everything requires a response. Exactly right. Everything don't require you to say something or react to something. Sometimes your silence is the best medicine or the best resolution for that situation. And allow God to work it out. And then also, hey, if you can't figure it out, take you a moment. Take you a couple of deep breaths. Figure out whatever it is that you need to do. And then come back and try to have those conversations later. But healing comes from the conversations. I agree. And then not everything is worth you disrupting your peace over. So if, you, if you're if actually in a situation and you understand that if you react or if you even open your mouth and bother to even touch that situation, a lot of times, is it really worth your peace? Is it really worth getting upset over? Is it really worth even wasting your breath over? So take that moment, as Sasha said, and allow God to fix it because oftentimes... We think that if we put our hands on it, that it'll be fixed. But in actuality, God can get somebody way worse than you can. Because while you're actually getting them physically or you're getting with your words, if you just be quiet, if you just stand still and let God fight your battle, stand still and let God handle it, he can do far better than you can. Because while we're actually using words and actually using hands and violence, God can actually... Put something on your mind to have them up at night. Mm-hmm. Like you exactly. can't do that. God can because if you allow God to fix it, then you have to understand it's going to be well fixed. And you ain't even got to touch it. So yeah, words spoken can be positive or negative, but also words withheld mm-hmm. can also be positive or negative. Words withheld can be positive because you're not actually responding to negative things. But also, words withheld can be negative because when you need to say something, a lot of times we hold those things in and we hold that that, that, uh, animosity in or we hold those 
words in or we hold those feelings and in. you're silently killing yourself. Yes, you're killing yourself by not being able to release those words. So like you said earlier, Sasha, we need to learn how to release those words in a mature way, mm-hmm. right? And release those words in a way where we're not degrading others, we're not putting others down, but we're able to communicate properly how we feel. Exactly right. And actually be able to display with kindness and with love, right? And you know, I'm still working on that part. I haven't been delivered, I don't guess. But anyway, with, with words and with 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 um, confidence and yes, with positivity. So we won't keep that bottle inside. Because we keep those words bottled inside and those feelings bottled inside. Eventually, you're going to blow. Well, and, and, and I think that where it's important is as well is that understanding and finding your community. Kind of like you stated earlier about Denzel and Tyler Perry came to the rescue for Will. And kind of was there to be able to provide that extra direction. Find your community, man. Find you a friend. Find you a spouse. Find you a therapist. Listen, therapy, that part right there. Y'all, therapy is so important. If you don't have one, go find you one. There's nothing wrong with it. You know, I grew up down south, so of course, in the African-American household, it's not really taught. But, however, it is important to find you a good therapist. I've been to therapy, trying to find me a new therapist. And, you know, when I actually talked to my dad about it one time, about the fact that I was going to therapy about some things and some issues or whatever, he was actually really surprised and very happy about it. And I was shocked. But it's important to go to therapy. It's important to find somebody else to talk to about it. Yes, talk to Jesus. We want you to talk to the Lord. Yes, Lord. We, he hears your cries. But you also need another person there as well to kind of help you sort through those issues and those situations so that you're not having to deal with this alone. The rates of suicide and self-harm and we're not even going to go down the list of everything. Depression, depression and everything yeah. else. And so anxiety and all these things are caused from you not talking to someone about these issues. Right. And so you need to find you somebody. Find somebody. You can call my number. You have to inbox me though. But um, if you need somebody, I'm here always. Um, But I think that it's so important to have you a good community, yes. a good group of people to talk to about things. And know who your group of people are. Know who you can talk to about what. I mean, I got a person for everything. So... You definitely need to make sure that you have somebody to talk to about those things because once you're able to release them to someone else, then that also helps you when you are in difficult situations to be able to control your temper and to be able to work through things and know when to react and when not to react. Right. And, you know, I got a therapist. You know my therapist's name? Who? Crumble Cookie. Boy. Yes, Lord. Yes, Hey, Yeah, bye, 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 bye. Crumble! You know what I said? Let's get ready to help crumble. Yeah, help him. Crumble Cookie is my therapist. Help him with these crumble yes, cookies. Yes, Lord. When I when I just get burdened down in my spirit. When I get burdened down down in my shana, I just I just go and I just look up Y'all, the crumble. I don't went on strike with him with crumble. I go check the now now I am kind of petty though. Cause I go check the menu for him and then I tell him about it. But then when he try to go get something, then I be like, I don't want nothing. Because I'm trying to get my life together over here. But uh, he'll go get one and then he'll be like, you want something? Nah, I don't want none. But I make you know sure I tell him every day. got cream milkshake this week. 
Ain't nobody worried about that cookie and cream milk. Uh, and then they got some, some oat, some oat something. I don't know. That honey oat, though? Yeah, the honey oat. I may have to think about it. But, y'all, just know that I sent it to him, but then I don't be wanting none because I be trying to get my life together. And then he be getting mad at me because I be done sent it to him. So, yeah. yeah. I think we call that trifling. <laughs> anyway, so, yes, but the power of words, and I agree everything. If you need anyone to talk to, trust me, not everyone is against you. Someone will be willing to listen to you. And just to make sure that you're actually good, to make sure that you are on the up and up, to make sure that, you know what, to let you know that everything's going to be okay, that everything's going to yeah, work out. Yeah, of course. It's the uh, Toy Story song say, you got a friend in me. Toy Story? Yes. Okay. Um, so it's, time, <laughs> it's time to end this episode. And I want to end this episode with a Wednesday word for you. And so just like Sasha started the episode with affirmations, I want to end today's episode with a Wednesday's word. Today's Wednesday's word is keep going, keep going. And I know that is easier said than done because sometimes life can throw some blows at us. Life can throw some curveballs at us and it will make us want to go sit on the sideline and just say, we're done. We're not going to play this game called life anymore. That we're actually going to go home, fold our arms and sit down. But I want to encourage you today to keep going, to keep going, keep striving, keep driving. Don't let anything stop you. Keep going to school. Keep going to work and doing your best so you can get that promotion. Keep making sure that your family is good. Keep being the best daughter, the best son, the best brother, the best sister, the best husband, the best wife, the best uh, uh, Christian, the best person in, in general that you can possibly be. Keep going because storms come in our lives a lot of times not to disrupt us but to clear our paths of things that are stopping us from getting to our destination and if you are in the middle of a storm if life is stormy right now if it is raining in your life if it is cloudy in your life if there is thunder and lightning in your life right now i want to encourage you to keep driving anyway because if you stop right now you'll stop in the middle of the storm and you don't want to stop in the middle of the storm but if you keep driving i promise you that every storm runs out of rain i promise you that every storm will run out of rain i'm reminded really quickly about a preacher and his daughter that went to a revival one night and they went to revival one night and the daughter had just gotten her driver's license she had just turned 16 she was so excited and so as they were leaving revival the dad said hey daughter do you want to drive she's like oh yeah sure i would love to drive so she's driving them back home and while she's driving them back home in the middle of her driving a storm comes out of nowhere kind of like life right a storm came out of nowhere and it was pouring down rain the wind was blowing it was lightning it was thundering and she's like, you know what? I really need to pull over. Dad, can I pull over? And he's like, no, daughter, keep driving. Keep driving. You'll be fine. Keep driving. So she keeps driving. And the longer she drives, the harder it rains. The longer she drives, the harder the wind blows. The longer she drives, the harder it thunders and lightens. And then other cars are pulling off on the side of the road. And she's like, Dad, surely I need to pull over. And he's like, no, no, no. Keep driving. Keep driving. Keep driving. So to be obedient she drives even though she's scared she's still driving even though she's apprehensive and anxious she's still driving 
So she keeps driving, she keeps driving, she keeps driving a little further, and then she noticed the rain stopped. The thundering stopped, the lightning stopped, the clouds rolled away, and the sun came out. The dad looks at his daughter and says, okay, now, daughter, now pull over. She's so confused. She's like, why would I pull over now? She pulls over on the side of the road and says, yes, sir, I'll pull over. She pulls over. He says, now, get out of the car. She gets out. He said, look behind you. If you would have stopped, you would have still been in the storm. But because you kept driving, you made your way out of the storm instead of pulling over on the side of the road. And that's what I want to tell you today. That is Wednesday's word for you, is don't stop in the middle of the storm, but keep driving, keep going. Others may pull off on the side of the road and quit. You don't quit. Others may pull off on the side of the road and stop driving, but you keep driving because one day, one day very soon, it's going to stop raining and the storm may come. The problems are going to be over with and you'll be good. The scripture says it like this. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. So this is your Wednesday word to keep going, keep driving and keep striving. I am your host, Jeffrey Welch, and I'm here with my beautiful wife, Sasha. Hey, y'all have a great week. We're so glad to be back again. Hope to hear for from sure. y'all next week. Yeah, So excited. Y'all go out here and conquer the world. And as always, we love you and see you next time. See you next time. This is The Vibe. Bye. Bye.